Assalamu alaikum guys welcome to the 6th episode of the SD show i'm here with my brother ayan and this is going to be a great podcast we're we're going to be discussing uh you know about our little bro journeys together you know his fitness journey and a whole lot of other things so stay tuned so i want to give this moment ayan uh, so you can introduce yourself and everything assalamu alaikum everybody my name is ayan um right now i'm a senior at UIC uh majoring in data analytics me and Salman go way back we met each other what freshman year of high school so you had to class together and uh we got really close over the past couple of years mm-hmm. you know he's been doing his whole like photography thing we he shot at my brother's wedding too oh, yeah and that was crazy uh, mashallah you guys should go should check it out you know like it's, it's like tony k weaves yeah bro and that nowhere but alhamdulillah yeah besides that man you know i grew up in villa park Mm-hmm. Um started working out recently we'll talk, we'll get more into that. Yeah, 100%. So let's start off um you know from the first things, right? Like um when did your family come here, you know, like how was your experience growing up in uh, Villa Park and like you know what kind of middle schools, high school you I, I mean, man, my parents came here in 1999. Uh my older brother was like 3 months old. Okay. My parents came here. So obviously, you know, like every brown person started off with right. fine. <laughs> I lived. They had family here when they came. No, my dad actually was living with his friends for a couple uh-huh. of months. Oh, nice! I uh, saved his money, and then eventually my mom and my uh, younger, bro- my older brother came together. Uh, my brother's like three months old, man. So they mm-hmm. came here. We lived in Devon. I was born uh, on Devon Swedish hosp- Hospital. Oh no! Uh, I know a lot of people from Sweden, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I lived there for like what maybe three years, I think. Okay. And then after that came to villa park man mm-hmm. it's my home villa park is my home yeah. i grew up here i've done everything here man like my whole life is here like subhanallah the muslim community here is bro it's insane man um went to stevenson mm-hmm. i lived in brandywine so you know, right brandywine. i lived there for like 17 years bro 15 years something like that and then we just yeah. moved here to addison alhamdulillah but uh yeah it's insane bro like uh i went to stevenson right after stevenson i went to york center mm-hmm. and that's when you know obviously when you go to like elementary from like third to fifth grade you kind of start growing you kind of start right really who you are you know right uh-huh. so uh, i had a lot of good friends around me at that time alhamdulillah like Sikander, ahmed like people that were doing hips so that kind of motivated me to become a hafiz you know like i had a lot of my friends this was your decision on your own it was my own decision yeah right and, nice much like one thing about hips, bro, it should be your personal decision. Hundred percent. It shouldn't yeah, be uh, like if your parents forcing it. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, when I did hips, like I've seen kids whose parents forced them, and mm-hmm. it it didn't work out the right way. You know, exactly. And when you're forced, you're not really uh, you're passionate about. You're not passionate. It. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Is you should have that passion. Mm-hmm. So what's crazy is uh fifth grade, <laughs> career day for fifth grade. I uh. Everyone was like, you know, teacher was like, yo, wear, wear whatever you want to wear that you see yourself in the future. This is fifth grade. Right, and right. everyone came in, you know, police, doctor, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And me, bro, subhanAllah, I walked in with a kurta. 
Right, man. <laughs> Toby, bro. I, like, I want to be a Islamic yeah. scholar, subhanAllah, bro. And I was like, I want to be a scholar. I want to learn about the religion. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, as Muslims, the biggest thing is Islam. Represent. And seeking the knowledge, you know, about that religion is one of the most important facets we have in, you know, life. Just because, you know, obviously we spend so much li- uh, time in life, you know, like chasing money, chasing fame, whatnot, you know, and that, that's a part of life in itself, too. But, like, you know, Seeking knowledge is like where we can truly grow intellectually and sort of apply that towards our lives. And tomorrow we're going to have kids too, you know? So what are we going to teach them? They're going to be just growing up with no knowledge? or Exactly. That's that's the biggest thing, bro. Like in life, we have to be students of knowledge. You know, we have to, we have to strive to pursue knowledge because without, like, bro, like, bro, you see America, you see like, how hard it is to grow up. And the Prophet Sallallahu you know, there's a hadith when the, the Sahaba saw the Prophet Sallallahu crying mm-hmm. and they asked him, they're like, Ya Rasulullah, why are you crying? You know, he kept saying, my ummah, my ummah, my brothers. Right, right, brothers. right. And Sahaba were asking, they're like, Ya Rasulullah, we're right here, we're right in front of you, you know? So why are you crying? And he replied, I'm crying for my my ummah in the future, my brothers in the future, my sisters in the future because they're going to have a harder test than what we're currently facing. They're not going to have me. Like mm-hmm. as you saw, so exactly. You know, it's, it's so big, bro. Because look at the fitness around this, you know? right? Hundred percent. So, like in the U.S., bro, like the biggest thing—not even in the U.S. in the world today—with social media, with everything, mm-hmm. you have to stay humble, you have to stay grounded, and you have to. Islam, bro, is the way of life. You know I mean? And I mean, I've talked about this on so many podcasts, bro. But I think like the different mechanisms and frameworks we have within Islam, the, it, you know, sort of grows this in like a psychological way as well. It shapes, it shapes our society as well, you know. People have based their entire governments on like, you know, just what they get from the Quran. You know, when the Islamic Golden Age happened and everything, you know, they had so many knowledge streams coming in from that, you know, like science truly like, you know, grew, grew from that, you know. And so it's just amazing to see like, you know, how just like one religion itself can, can have, have so much growth, you know, in the world. And uh, it's still the assassin's growing religion, mashallah, you know, and like, you see so many influencers like Andrew Cage and like, you know, and everybody like converting and stuff. But like, this shows a trend, like, you know, for the future that, you know, the truth comes out, you know, and then people sort of like, you know, adapt to that. Yeah, you know, it's all, it's all said in the Quran, it's all said in the Hadith, bro, like, the way life is progressing right now, we're slowly seeing the signs of the day of judgment happening. Yeah. And one of the big signs is that the world will be, uh, the po- population of Muslims will be the biggest in the world. Mm-hmm. It's happening right now. It's trending in that direction, you know, like we said with Andrew right. Tate. And that's what, like, I have, Andrew Tate's a very controversial, <laughs> controversial person, you know, uh-huh. uh, but he says a lot of things, bro, uh-huh. that a lot, even before he converted, the way, like, his, his views, his ideology, the things they're kind of aligned, they kind of, you know, aligned with how our sort of society, yeah. uh, you know, functioning and everything. Yeah. That's why a lot of people look up to him, bro, because, and it's, bro, like being canceled, like cancel culture and everything. It's insane nowadays, bro. 100%. And, you know, may Allah make it easy for him. He's going through a very tough test, you know, like being in jail and stuff with no type of evidence that he done what he was right. right. But with all this, like, canceling and stuff, bro, you see all these trends, um, 
And for a lot of like non-Muslims say like, you know, you get cancelled and uh, you do something fucked up. Right? And like, you know, there's no way to get back from everything. But as a Muslim stuff, we always have the system of repentance. We can make sincere tawbah and all of our passions are forgiven. You don't even have to worry about everything, you know. Obviously, like convincing the people and like, you know, them forgiving you on like a societal scale is different. But I feel like on an individual level, people as Muslims are able to move past that psychological trauma or whatever. Of course. Because, man, like, like going back again to religion, bro, Wallahi Salman, my whole life, bro. It's growing up, man, I've been raised in a way that Islam comes first before anything. Right, right, that's how, subhanAllah, like growing up in this area, Villa Park, bro, with so many masjids, you have so many scholars. Like, it's truly a blessing, man. Blessing, 100%. Because, like, if you go even up a little bit north, like Deerfield or like places mm-hmm. like that, bro, there's not, a, the Muslim community is not that big. Right. We, besides Devon, Villa Park, Lombard, mm-hmm. is probably the second biggest Muslim community in Illinois, you know? 100%. So we, alhamdulillah, were super blessed, bro. And like, like I was, I was talking earlier to one of my friends and I was mm-hmm. like, bro, one of the biggest trials we have that's like, bro, if you look at the world right now, what's going on in Turkey, what's going on in Syria, like places where they're facing destruction, you know, like. 30,000 plus people died. Right. But what's crazy, bro, is subhanAllah, they have, like, look at the test. Allah tests everyone differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So their test is they don't have enough. What is our test? We have everything. We have everything, everything, bro. And that's the hardest test. Because we have all these signs, these ways of doing haram right in front of us, bro. Like, you see girls naked on the streets. You see gambling. You see debate. You see interest. You see everything, bro. Like, floating around in America. Like, this is truly the land of fitna. land of fitna. And, and like within, within all, all that comfort, bro, and all that comfort is around us, and you know, as they say, like growth only com- comes when you get out of the comfort zone. Exactly. But, like, but like when you're surrounded by this constant stream of comfort and everything, you're not able to truly grow. And like instead of like actually growing, you just like you know go towards the downward spiral of actually like you know being involved in more fitna. You know, and like you never are able to wake up from you what you might be involved. As a person, the most important thing is knowing who you are, yeah. Yeah. knowing your values. And that's a lot of things, like the thing, bro, with like these people, like these non-Muslims, you know, like who don't, who don't uh, pray. You know, there's somebody I know, uh, they're like, man, I'm really depressed. I really mm-hmm. don't know which direction I'm head, I'm going towards in life. You know, when a close friend of mine, right. they're like, bro, I don't know what to do. And the first question I asked him, like, bro, are you praying? He said, no. Nah. I'm like, bro, there's your answer. You know, if you start praying, bro. You said, bro, Allah has, bro, you have to yeah. think of it. When the Prophet Sallallahu went to uh, his journey to Mi'raj, right? When he went to the seven heavens, it was originally 50 times. Right, right. 50 times. They negotiated it down to five. Five prayers. Right, and stuck for Allah, like, we can't even do five. Like, bro, no, exactly. 100%. There's one thing that Umar Sulaiman said, uh, you know, the scholar, he said, somebody asked him, he was on the Lex, you know, the Lex Friedman guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's his name. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But I was watching the podcast for a little bit and he asked him, he's like, he Alex asks Umar Suleiman, he's like, so do you pray five times a day? And Umar Suleiman said, when people ask me that, I'd say I pray at least five times a day. At least that, that one like adjective, you know, like. Right. It's really important to have that adjective. Yeah, that, it's like, you should be praying more. You should be doing more. Yeah. Obviously that's the basic necessity. Basic, bro. Um, but yeah, that's a great point, man. Just because, um, a lot of people, a lot of like numbers and stuff, like when they, Here's the statement, statement, right? Like, when when you're going to pray, pray, all of these things are going to, you know, come into uh, synchronization. And, you know, um, your life will be like, you know, sort of 
coming, coming into like that right, right direction, direction but how, how does it happen and like you know like how like, it's, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people who are not surrounded by that backstory or you know like they did not grow up in an islamic environment they might be thinking how how does it happen but once you go ahead and actually do it and sort of, sort of immerse yourself in that system of prayer you realize that this prayer does not just have, have an effect on your spiritual self, self. it has an effect on your physical self, yeah. it has an effect on how you deal with people, you know, how you do dealings with the finance, how you perform academically and stuff, and, and some, some of these things are indescribable until you actually do it, until you actually commit to it, man. That's the real spiritual transformation, I'm talking about like non-Muslims and stuff, they, you know, suddenly find Jesus or something like that, but it's important to actually have a comparative perspective and actually like give astonishment. You know, like immerse yourself into it, research about it, talk to the scholars because a lot of the knowledge that exists around Islam out there is it's just like you know, media. exactly, exactly, yeah. media. Like right now, when Andrew became Muslim, you know, when Andrew became Muslim, like BBC and CNN, like all these big big news media, you know, that that were taught in English language classes, that these are the credible ones, and like the articles through them are the only credible ones, and whatever other news media that out there, you know, yeah, exactly. That's, that's like, like a big lie that's told us. Anyways, like Andrew Tate's article, he said, like, like you know, it said, said that how, how uh, Andrew Tate's conversion is like you know inspiring, um, you know, the dangerous sides of Islam, or like, like, like you know converting people. They, they know, know, man. They know that Islam is like a sacred religion, and this, and and you see that within like you know the rest of society, you see that within South Asia, where Modi and stuff, his nationalist followers and stuff, like man, slow the the rise of these Muslims down. You know what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. But, but you know, you know the, the, it comes back to the statement that, you know, they plan and Allah plans, you know? So, so that's, that's truly, like, you know, um, an important fact. Uh, but, you know, sort of segueing from this conversation back to, like, you know, how you grew up and everything. Um, you know, I remember, like, you know, when I came, first came into Willowbrook and I came into Willowbrook straight out of Pakistan. So, uh, <laughs> I was, like, you know, coming at first. It was hard, like, adapting dynamics and stuff, but, like, 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 like you guys were settled, you know, and then one thing I, you know, really appreciate that, you know, you guys already spent middle school here, elementary school, you guys knew a lot of people, and you guys were truly, like, you know, comfortable in the environment, where you should, like, you know, play sports, you know, pursue a lot of other hobbies, where, where uh, you know, for us and, like, a lot of immigrants and stuff, what happens is, like, you know, at first you have to, like, figure out how to basically survive and stuff, you know, and, like, how to, like, you know, even uh, do different things, but uh, your sport journey or athletic journey was, you know, like, truly inspiring to see like you know like i've seen you uh, playing basketball and everything and you know you're really great at that so you want to talk more about that yeah of course damn that's a good question uh mm -hmm. bro man my basketball thing i'm not gonna lie so i my like my basketball journey it all started through my cousins and i give them a huge shout out like omer okay. omer faruqi uh and his older brother so i have a lot of cousins that are from la okay mm -hmm. And they kind of, yeah, yeah from LA, and they kind of shifted to Chicago, right? And once like they they live here in Glendale Heights, and we would mm -hmm. always watch basketball together. This is when I was like eight, nine years old, bro. Okay. And we would always watch basketball. And the first player that I've watched is Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Bro, he was uh, the way he played, his mindset, everything. Hundred percent. He's my favorite player of all time. He's different, uh -huh. you know. And I strive to be like him. I strive mm -hmm. to be like. Meaning his mindset, his uh, obviously I'm brown, you know, I'm desi, so my genetics are not like. I'm not like the most athletic person, you know, but one thing about me is I'm a bit, I, I work hard. And when I'm determined, I get it done. Even like going back to hips, you know, like subhanAllah, one thing about me is I'm a very determined individual, bro. Like when I wanted to do hips, I put my mind to it. I finished in 17 months. You know? Basketball, I like 
I was the only, like, bro, I went, like I said, I went to Pips, right? Even though I was in Pips, I would play basketball right after school every day. I played basketball a lot, man. And uh, I was always athletic. I came into eighth grade, went to Jackson Middle School after skipping sixth and seventh grade. I went to eighth grade. I'm like, man, I got to start hoop, like, play basketball. Went to intramurals, played basketball. Coach loved me right away. He's like, man, he's like, you know how to play. But the one thing about me is... We, you play street basketball, you know, you play at the park, you play with your friends. And I was really good at that, but playing organized basketball is a completely mm-hmm. different story. For sure. But, like, man, it's crazy. Like, I was, like, so confident in my game coming in. Like, I had, even though that team before, the seventh grade team, won a championship, uh, a conference championship, I came in eighth grade and I was starting right away. Mm-hmm. Right after hips, bro. These kids that are on my team had AAU experience, played since fifth grade. And I'm walking in as a dude that just been playing street basketball. Right, right, right. Starting, we had a really good season, played uh, AAU at Willowbrook uh, travel team. We were the worst seed uh, in the conference, but we won the whole playoff. We were like, subhanAllah, bro, like, like, I had like such good like teammates, man, friends. Even though we're not in touch, I'll never forget them, bro. Like, I've learned a lot, even from my coaches, like Coach Stubbs. Like, uh, bro, so many people I've learned stuff. And obviously, like, I played until 10th grade, sophomore year, and then junior year and senior year, I didn't really play because, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, coach is my favorite. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Favorite, so. no, 100%. And me being a brown person, I kind of, like, accepted my role in society. I'm like, bro, I'm not, <laughs> I can't play basketball forever, you know? But I still play a lot. I still play a lot. 100%. No, but, no, but I, I think, bro, like, what uh, these preconceived notions we have about, like, even being brown and stuff, like, like even, even though, though right now in society, like, you know, obviously, you know, we don't see any Asian people playing uh, professional basketball or anything like that. But I think it's changing, man. Oh, like, you know, it will. For like, sure. even by 2050, like, you know, the growth of minorities are going to be are almost equating the amount of white people in this country, you know? So, like, I think one day and within our lifetimes, you know, we'll see, like, you know, people, brown people, players in the NBA. Exactly. Well, see, that's, that's a fact because, look, Think about it right now in uh, the Desi, like if you look at the U.S., like the, the society right now, mm-hmm. uh, you have Mexicans that have been here for a while. You have uh, African-Americans that have been here for a while and, of course, white people. But Desis, uh, people from like the uh, Saudi Arabia, like Arab countries, mm-hmm. they're only like three generations back, maybe four, max, mm-hmm. max four. Yep. And once like, bro, our kids are going to grow up here, our kids' kids are going to grow up here. If the society is right, you'll see that emergence of they see kids being in sports. That's a fact. That's a guarantee. Even Arabs uh-huh. will see that, bro. Yep. And we're going to change the dynamic, bro. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the dynamic. And, like, bro, think about it. Indians, they see we're the smartest minority. Exactly. Uh, did you know that we're actually the, the richest yeah. ethnicity? Yeah. yeah. The richest ethnicity in the whole United States, bro. Like, they see some stuff. And you see, like, you know, like, they see people getting into, like, you know, these governmental positions and everything. Obviously, it hasn't happened. Uh, happen at like such a rapid rate in the United States, but in the UK, and you know, you see this parliament all full of brown people. But it's because, bro, we have that grit, we have that hustle, you know. Uh, because think about how our parents, you, you've been, you were in Pakistan, you know what it's like home better than I do. I've never been there, but you know, uh, how the lifestyle of people there, like they really want to make it out. 100%, you know? 100%. They want to make it out. Whole, their whole lives are like, you know, sort of committed towards like actually going out of Pakistan. Like, you know, act, because like they're so troubled with their circumstances. They're so troubled with how they're living and everything. Especially like right now, how the circumstances are over there. You know, everybody wants to like get out and everything. You know? But like right now, 
it's such, such a blessing for us to exist out here, bro. Because like, like when you actually go into those countries, then you feel like, wow, like, you know, where I'm living, Alhamdulillah, it's like so much different, you know. And as we're not talking about, bro, like all these comforts and stuff, like, yeah, they, we've become like dependent on these comforts, you know. <laughs> just talk about more whenever we want, you know, stuff like that, bro. And that's like one thing, like going back to like the me like growing up here and stuff like bro that's one thing i have so much so much respect for my dad bro mm -hmm. like my dad bro he's a true definition of a immigrant hustler mm -hmm. you know what i mean my dad bro he's done so much like when i tell you Salman, like mm -hmm. bro this man works seven days a week he his whole life is dedicated for us to have a good future 100%. for us and my mom too bro like that's, that's the thing. That's why they see parents, bro. Alhamdulillah, I feel like we're we're such a smart like group of people because just, those, just because of that, because that, of that grit. like that grit. Like I'm saying, bro, my dad's a hustler, bro, and I look up to him and that hustle, like that hustler mentality that he has, has emerged into my brothers and I. You know, my older brother, subhanAllah, bro, he's doing amazing right now, bro. Even though he doesn't have a college degree, bro, he's doing close. He's married now, subhanAllah, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, and I, and I strive to be like my brother. I strive to be like my dad, bro, because these people, like, they took, they turned nothing into something, you know? And bro, like, the, the house that I'm in right now, you know what I mean? Like, subhanAllah, that's through my dad's efforts, bro. And, like, you don't see, like, bro, my dad drives an Uber. You know what I mean? My dad drives an Uber and, like, subhanAllah, you know? It, that's what see, look at like you know where your position is right now your UIC and stuff you know studying like you know your dream degree or whatever and like having all these dreams bro like even playing basketball you know like going to the gym and everything all these things like you might not be doing at this rate if you were having it you know hard to survive in the first place exactly like your dad's effort and everything you know like how he supported you and everything like made possible for you to even like you know think about all these dreams yeah exactly. that's what i'm saying bro i have like I have so much respect for my parents. Because my dad, even though like, man, he's so, he's just, he's so indulgent in his work. And like, inshallah, one of my biggest goals, bro, is once I get this degree, once I get my job, I'm going to retire my dad, bro. Because Allah, bro, like, it's crazy, bro. You think about it, like, our parents are minorities. My parents have not left the country since they came here because of, you know, how the green card, everything, like, all that stuff. My dad was not able to go see his, go to his father's funeral. My dad was not able to go to his, older brother's funeral mm -hmm. my mother was not able to go to both of her parents funeral mm -hmm. because they're not 100 bro and then it's it's you talking, talking about these things right now bro when like sitting and, and like you know like going to like your father's funeral happening, happening in like a completely different country and not able to go there you know not, not able to witness your dad's last moments and and doing all that for your children bro like that's a different type of like resilience what i'm saying bro so like what like you can't even like think about it bro because we haven't even we don't even know the first thing when it comes to like feeling that kind of pain you know so, so it's a different kind of resilience for sure, you know, and like salute to all the people like, you know, are, are able to like sort of uh, set this up for their lives. But um, apart from that, you know, like will of it happen and everything, you know, you have an amazing athletic journey and uh, <laughs> you know, like, well, how about like academics and stuff? Because I know like, you know, um, like, I think you were in Willowbrook or maybe like after you were already like taking classes at a community college. Yeah, 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 for sure. So. So I'll start like right. Well, so like like I said, I did hips, mm -hmm. right? I did hips after hips. I went to. I didn't have to make up six or seven degrees. Okay, okay. That was a huge blessing because I would have been back two years. I would have been like a freshman. So were you studying like you know? Oh, no, 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 bro. I didn't do none of that. That's crazy, bro. Listen, let me tell you, bro. First day of school, bro. First day of school, I'm in math class, uh -huh. uh, eighth grade. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting there, you know, woo woo teacher gives us a paper. Each of us, like, okay. she's like, let's do a review. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, man, you know, I see the division sign, I see plus sign, uh, minus sign. And then, bro, she's like, it's like 4.5. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, shit. I'm like, but what's that dot? You know, I don't want to say anything. I'm like, bro, I'm stupid. Like, like I'm walking in stupid. And then I raise my hand, I'm like, yo, teacher, what's the dot? She's like, it's also like, shit. And the whole class was laughing at me, bro. The whole class was laughing at me. And I felt I felt embarrassed. I'm like, yo. But at the same time, I knew, even though like I didn't know this right now, that I'm smarter than everyone in that room. So I did hips, bro. Like I have the Quran in my heart, you know? So after that happened, I told the teachers, I'm like, yo. All my teachers, I was like, listen, I didn't do sixth and seventh grade. I did hips. I memorized the Quran. I told them what happened. And all my teachers were very understanding at that point. And uh, I finished with like a 4.0 GPA coming out of hips, bro. Mm-hmm. And then high school, <laughs> same thing. I did really good in high school. Um, I graduated a semester early because one thing about me, even though like I was a kid, I had people that were grown around me, people that were a lot older right. and a lot, <laughs> a lot more mature. And they understood life from a different perspective, from a Muslim perspective. Okay. So, you know, like senior year, what senior year to someone? Let me ask you that. What is senior year of high school to you? Senior, senior of high school, man, like more than, more than half, half of it is just senior writers, you know. And then, and then you're, like, you're like constantly thinking, how, how do I get out of here, man? Enough of high school already, you know. Exactly. See, that's what we have. But other kids, like non-Muslims, they're like, oh, we'll take senior year prom, homecoming, ooh, just that. Especially when you're at a public school. But due to that, bro, like, Alhamdulillah, I have friends that are a lot older. I wanted to graduate early. I was like, man, what am I going to do sitting here, wasting a whole nother semester? I don't need that semester. I have all my credits. So why not go to COD, mm-hmm. get my, uh, go to COD for a semester, mm-hmm. uh, get ahead. And yeah. Then, okay. So like, uh, I realized I'm like, bro, this is a waste of time. I went to COD, got my genes in. Was crazy. COVID happened that year. And it was, a, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, I was working at Best Buy at that time. I was working at Best Buy, making right. money, going to school. Life was good, you know, mm-hmm. as a as a freshman. And then um, summer happened. I took two, three classes in the summer. And then freshman year of Willowbrook, everything was online, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, freshman year of COD, you mean? Or of UIC. Oh, UIC. Because after that spring semester, I went straight to UIC. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. So UIC, man, it's been crazy. It's been a journey, bro. Like... I'm going to say, like, the most pivotal moment in my life in college was the day when uh, I got robbed at gunpoint. No, no way. way. Yeah. I think... <laughs> I don't actually know yeah. about this. Was this, like, when your car got struck? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, when, when did this... I'll, I'll say it, bro. I'm not scared of it anymore. But uh-huh. I used to have really bad PTSD about it. But there's this point. There was one day I was, like, around a school, UIC. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a test or something. And I was leaving from school, and uh, as I'm leaving, I'm in my car. I'm sitting in my car, you know, putting navigation home, waiting at the light. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a car of a car just right in front. Okay, they've been like they were like looking at me, and I look up. As soon as I look up, bro, there's a laser pointed on my head. You know, like a red dot. Yeah, yeah. This was right outside. This, this is like yeah, right close to Halstead. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so that happened, bro, and. Or they pointed a gun at my head, bro. Like he he laser it and I put my hands up right away. And at that moment, moment, bro, I'm gonna be honest. I thought I was gonna die. Okay, I thought I was gonna die. I'm like, yo, 
I kept saying that I kept saying the Shahada and La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. I'm thinking I'm about to die, bro, because there's like not just one someone. There's six six people hop out the car. All of them got guns, and all of them are pointing at me, bro. So I'm like, bro, all it takes is one dude. All in, one dude has to pull the trigger. I'm dead. You know, so they come to my car, put my hands up, I'm like, yo, take whatever you want. Ooh, ooh. Took my phone, took my jacket, took my shoes, took my pants. <laughs> I, only, I was in shorts and a shirt. That's it, bro. They took everything from me. Okay, uh-huh. uh, they took all that stuff, bro, and they threw me in the trunk of my own car. Yeah, they threw me in the trunk of my own car. Wallahi, Salman, I'm in the car. 15 minutes. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm at, bro. Damn. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going. They driving my car. <laughs> the whole time I'm in the car, bro, I'm reciting Ayatul Kursi and the Shahada. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like, Allah, if I, if I die, like, let me die a peaceful death and let me die by the Shahada from my, you know, from my lips. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes go by. Somebody opens the trunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody opens the trunk and I hop out and he's like, yo, put your hands up. I'm in an alley, bro. Like an alley, like you see from like a little dirt music video. Right. right. Uh-huh. So like, I'm in the alley. I put my hands up, and I'm like, the dude opens the passenger door, and he's like, he's pointing his gun at me. He's like, keep walking, don't turn around. Put your hands up, keep walking, don't turn around. Put my hands up. I kept walking. I didn't turn around. They skirted off, and I dipped, bro. I dipped. I was like, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. Alhamdulillah, I see the main street like two blocks from me. I go, to, I go to the main street, and I see these two Mexican people. They're sitting in the car, I'm like, yo. I just got robbed. Like, I have nothing. They seen that I had no shoes. It was like, it was right after my birthday, too. Right after my 19th birthday. Damn. So I'm tripping, bro. I, I see the police. Police comes. Alhamdulillah, I got my car back and everything. But moral of the story, bro, that, that scarred me from life. Yeah, that's crazy, It bro. really like, changed it. Because, bro, one thing I've learned over time, bro, is Allah tests the people that he is closest to. You know? that has Allah tests the people that have that, that, that heart to him, you know? So for me, that was the most pivotal moment in my life because I really changed the way I move after that. Mm-hmm. Because I realized what I was slacking around, you know, like acting stupid and stuff. And I really changed my life after that. I started going to the gym. I started reading the Quran more. I started like, bro, before that point, my Iman was at my lowest. I'll be honest. My connection with Allah was at the lowest. Right, right after that, bro, I changed the way I moved completely. I I was like, man, I'm gonna start going to the gym. I need to defend myself if anything were to happen. I gotta be logically smart. I gotta start thinking about where I'm going, what I'm doing, who I'm hanging out with, and stuff like that. So that really changed the way I move. And alhamdulillah, to this day, like, bro, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, 100%, like, man. It's, I've, you've been moving towards that goal. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, I've been, like, so blessed, bro, to have another opportunity at life. And that's a needed experience. I needed. Uh-huh. It's near. Uh-huh. Obviously, it's near death experience, uh-huh. but it's something I needed, bro. One hundred percent, bro. These biggest problems that come in life, you know, these traumas, these you know things that completely weigh you down. At the end of the day, bro, if you think like they're a blessing from all that, blessings like they move it, they just kick you out of the comfort zone. You're not in the comfort zone anymore, and like you just changed up how you like view life, and you know, like how you were doing things in life and everything. So that's crazy, man. It changed me for the better, bro, and. uh like I got it. Like I said, I got a second chance at life, bro. And the most important thing I've learned from that, bro, is no matter what happens in life, bro, whether it's good, whether it's bad, at the end of the day, you should always turn back to Allah. Exactly, bro. Because, bro, like I'm telling you, bro, someone scares me, bro. I see people who are claimed they're Muslim by name, namesake they're Muslim, but they don't practice Islam whatsoever, bro. That's like the scariest thing because, bro, this is all prophecy. It's all prophecy. Everything that Rasulullah said is happening right now, bro. Like, bro. 
We're about to go to Umrah soon. Mm-hmm. And you see in Medina, Mecca, bro, there's, the land is green. Right. It's green. The Prophet, like, bro, I'm shook because I, I, I've known this prophecy for a long time. But I never thought I'd see it with my own eyes. Exactly. No, it's definitely crazy. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's happening right now in front of our own eyes. And wallahi, it's so scary, bro. Like, the way the, 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 the Ummah is, the way the world is right now, bro. Like, one thing I'm going to say, bro, is people... Like non-Muslims, they look at Muslims and the first thing they do is point out our ones. They're like, oh, you're Muslim, you don't practice your own religion. Oh, you're Muslim, why do you do this? Oh, you're Muslim, why do you do that? Like, bro, Muslims are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Islam is perfect. 100%. The religion itself is perfect. You can't judge uh, how Islam is based off how a Muslim acts because at the end of the day, we're all sinners. Right. So that's a really important point. Son of Adam, mm-hmm. You know? So, we were talking about, you know, like, um, Ayan's journey and everything, and obviously what you discussed was, you know, like, obviously a big hardship that changed your life around. So, you said, you know, you started going to the gym and everything, and everybody wants to know, you know, how Ayanic started and everything. And truly, bro, like, it's an inspiration, inspirational thing for, you know, the rest of the people in the community, because obviously, like, you know, everybody sees it that how you started off and, you know, obviously all the transformation and everything and how you put in work over time and how you actually grew and everything is, you know, really like a model for us. To actually, like, you know, uh, inspire, like, have that growth within ourselves as well, you know? So, like, you know, if you want to expand over... Man, so... Starting everything. Yeah, of course, bro. So, after that incident, bro, <clears throat> I really was talking to, like... I was talking to myself for a while, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. The be- no one knows you better than you know yourself. 100%. You know? So, bro, I always... One thing about me, if I've always been an athlete, you know? I've always been involved in sports or something. And I was really skinny, bro. I was, like, a really fragile. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a man, bro, I couldn't take that. I'm like, bro, why am I so? Why do I look so weak? Like, I look so fragile, bro. Like, I look like I, I look. And bro, this crazy is, wallahi, my whole family, like cousins, aunts, everyone, they would always say, like, uh, bro, you look so skinny, like, old mm-hmm. cow, you know, like, and mm-hmm. they, they say culture is better to be fat. <laughs> you know, if they see you with the good stomach, oh, mashallah, check out. It's getting good. You know? But I didn't want to be fat, but I also uh-huh. didn't want to be skinny. So I started mm-hmm. getting into the gym. And I've been lifting, alhamdulillah, consecutively for a little bit over a year. Mm-hmm. But I was on and off. And the reason I was on and off, bro, in the past two years, I've sprained my ankle seven times. And that's from playing basketball. I've really really weak really bad ankles and like mm-hmm. every time i walk it's cracks and like my, this is oh, my weight like my balance is on more on my left leg than it is my right leg have you gotten checked out, out? like why is it like that and it's well, the thing is bro once you sprain your ankle once your body it's your ankles are not the same so i know my ligaments and both my ankles are like torn okay okay and it's, it's yeah it's, it's a lot of weight but uh at the end of the day bro i kept going uh, I started working out and I really, I started watching YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube is such a, such a useful platform, bro. Like mm-hmm. you can literally learn so much on YouTube. That's one thing, bro. Like one piece of advice I'll give to people is when it comes to the gym or life in general, you have to make a schedule, mm-hmm. you know, like alhamdulillah, some form of structure. Some form of, exactly. Some, like alhamdulillah lately, bro, I go, I've been waking up for Fajr right after Fajr, I go to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, and that's is structure. And I was really watching. A lecture from Noman Ali Khan last night, and uh, he was saying, he's like, man, to be disciplined is to wake up early and sleep early. Right. right. You know, because when you wake up early, you have the whole day to do whatever you want. And he's like, remove, remove Netflix, remove TikTok. I'm the only thing I've never had a TikTok. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. <laughs> I've never like been on social media like that. The only w- form of social media that I'm on 
Snapchat for group chat with my friends. Right, right. And uh, Instagram, Ionix, mm-hmm. man. So going back to Ionix, bro, like before, like the p- 2021 or 2022, I really took off, bro. Okay. I really took off. I was in the gym like six days a week, bro. Just mm-hmm. eating, like eating healthy. Like, not even healthy, bro. I was just bulking. Cause I just wanted to get my weight up. First, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to get my weight up. And one thing, I'm not a power lifter. Bro. I'm gonna make that mm-hmm. clear. There's two. There's two different types of people that lift. There's a power lifter, and those people are they want to get strong. They don't really care about how they look at first. They just want to get strong. I'm more of the person that I want to stay lean. Like I want to stay cut, like shredded. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's what that's the route that I'm taking. You know, right. So that involves more hypertrophy workouts, like. uh going for higher reps, mm-hmm. uh, lower weight, higher reps. And uh, obviously, bro, there's a lot of people around me that I've benefited off of, like uh, mm-hmm. Hayan. I don't know if you know Hayan or Lucian. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. His workout is a monster, monster uh-huh. love, bro. He's helped me out a lot. Uh, people like Sekunder, bro, like uh, Sekunder, like Bilal and all like all those guys, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all doing their, you know, everyone's like working out. And it's one thing, bro, it's subhanAllah, like the... The, the people that I'm close with, right. they're all headed in the right direction. You know, and there's a, there's a, there's a hadith of the Prophet that says, Al-mar'u man ahabba, which means that you will be around the people that you love, mm-hmm. you know? So, for me, it's like, bro, if I have so much motivation around me, if I have people around me that are already working on the gym, why can't I do it? And I just took off, bro. I was like, I just locked in, locked in on a different level, bro. I started off at 125. I got up to 170 at one point, oh, wow. less than a okay. year. I got up less than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just eating, eating, eating. 170, and I was looking a little bulky, and I was like, man, I don't like looking bulky. I like, mm-hmm. I want to stay like cut, shredded. Right. So Ramadan came. Ramadan came was a perfect time for me to cut. Mm-hmm. I lost like 10 pounds during Ramadan, six pack, and everything was falling. Yeah. And now it's like. I'm just trying to get even more shredded. So I've been doing a lot more cardio and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, like there's honestly one thing I'll say though, in the gym, there's no such thing as motivation. Mm-hmm. It's all discipline. It's discipline. Yeah. It's all discipline, bro. You even, cause listen, like, like you see the weather today, it was raining. It was bad. Like, the weather was really bad, but you still got, even though when the things, external things around you are not going the right way, mm-hmm. are, are not going the way you seem it, like want it to be. You still gotta keep moving. Exactly. Because every day is a new day to be better. Mm-hmm. Every day is a chance for you to succeed and be the best version of yourself, you know? 100%. And one thing as a Muslim, you have to understand death is inevitable. You know, every nafs, every soul will taste death, you know? So my thing is, I'm gonna do everything I can today to make sure, now if I died in my sleep or if I died the next day, that you're living your life to the fullest. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to leave this world with no regrets, bro. Mm-hmm. And the way to do that is by praying five times a day, by doing your daily zikr, by doing your istighfar, bro. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym, be a band, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, Allah, this is a gift. Like, our body is a gift from Allah. 100%. You know, like, it's a gift from Allah. And to use that gift, it means to mm-hmm. utilize that gift. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to work out. Like, be strong, bro. The right. Take care of the body. Exactly. You know? Sahabas and the Prophet, they used to wrestle together. <clears throat> like, bro, my favorite athletes in the world right now, Khabib. You know, mm-hmm. you know Khabib, obviously. Mm-hmm. You yeah, watch yeah. him, you see a lot. Khabib, Islam, Islam Michael, 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 bro, you see their lifestyle, bro. Right, right bro. So focused, so disciplined. Unstoppable. And you know, like, they don't even spend their lives, like, partying or, like, you know, doing anything that will weaken them. Like, you see, like, behind the scenes footage of them, uh, you know, they'd be eating, like, fujur, dates a lot, you know, like, just this simple stuff, living such a simplistic life. 
yet, yet having, having so much power, power, you know? power and that's it shows you bro like you don't need any yeah, exactly you, need, you don't need a party you don't need girls you don't need anything bro. exactly well like these people are married you have kids but you'll never see their wife on camera 100%. you've never seen their wife mm-hmm. on camera because they're so devout they're so down mm-hmm. to earth people when it comes to islam i strive to be like them 100%. i strive to be like them mm-hmm. because both they are the prime example of what a muslim should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working pretty, they're getting their their bro Habib finished undefeated bro in UFC exactly, the biggest exactly. fighting platform in the world and that's and he says before everything alhamdulillah bro like mm-hmm. religion bro wallahi is it's the most important I keep emphasizing it bro but it's the most important no it is it definitely is bro and what, what we share like our shared identity and what we carry on within our generation as well what keeps the same and like you know, you know, sort of prevents our generation from going into like lost ways is, is religion. religion. The mechanisms of religion, as we discussed earlier in the podcast and stuff, every single thing, every small thing. And I mentioned this earlier that even when we say assalamu alaikum, right? Within like a conversation and stuff, like before even conversation starts, you say, you know, assalamu alaikum. Yeah. And you know, like smiling is an act of These small things have big, big wisdom that we don't even understand. And you see, like our ancestors and stuff, you know, there's so many wars that happen, but people sacrifice their entire lives, their livelihoods just just to carry this message So it's crazy that, you know, how these things. They, 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 they show you the dynamics of society, they show you the dynamics of life, and that's why we have these mechanisms, that's why we emphasize Islam so much. And going forward, our children are able to benefit out of it the most and stuff. And, you know, let me ask you this one question, right? And it's going to make you ponder about your own life a bit and maybe, uh, you know, send you in this sort of like state of self-awareness that there's 7 billion people in the world, right? There's 7 billion people in the world, it's only growing. And what, uh, everybody is like doing the same thing where like, you know, they're like trying to make money, you know, like have a life, have like a house or anything like that. Have like, you know, their cars and stuff. And then they follow, follow the same cyclical nature. And then they die, you know? And then they die, it's like, what, 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 what how, how is, is your identity, identity unique? When Allah, Allah sends your soul into this world, how does it make you unique? What is what does Muhammad Dayan stand for? What are you gonna leave in this world? I know our friend Ali asked me that question. You know, but it's it's important to think about. You know, man. What I would say, bro, myself personally, I want one thing I've learned from my dad, bro. I'll say this before I get into it. My dad has always taught me from him, from watching him work, mm-hmm. he's always been a very social person. Mm-hmm. He's always had good relations with everyone. When people need help, they come to my dad. Right. right. My dad takes care of families in India. He takes care of family here, families here. And that's mm-hmm. the most important thing in society is taking, helping those in need and helping right. those around you and being friendly with everyone. You know, one thing I hate some of the most, the most, like the biggest nafrat I have as a, as a Muslim, is when people talk bad about another person. Mm-hmm. Because me as a person, I have my own flaws. I have my own things that I'm worried about. Why should I worry about what another person is doing? Exactly, no. 100%. You know? And that's one thing I really appreciate about you, that even if you see something that you disagree with, yeah. you're going to say to that person at that moment, yeah. not like after, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like discussing anything like yeah. that. And then, and then that, that you're like, you know, sort of headstrong about that where you're like, you know, straight up about it, straight up, stuff, you know, and then you communicate with that person, yo, like, you know, this is what's wrong and everything, you know, so that's a very important trait to have and what you mentioned about your dad and everything, you know, like being really like social and like helping, uh, you know, the people around you, that 
literally builds like a sense of community, you know? And that's why you see like, you know, from uh, by having individuals like him by and like having that same spirit inside you, that's why we're able to have a community like, you know, where we have Abdullah Park, IFS, Dar es Salaam, you know, this community where it's growing this Muslim, man. You said, you see Rose World Crew, you know, like the Halal stuff, man. This one, the Tamil, we're doing this right now. Another Devon in the making and we're seeing like this Islamic community flourishing. MashaAllah, which is a big blessing, bro. So, definitely, you know, that is a great thing to have. But sort of, like, going back into Ionics and everything, right? Like, what, where do you see this going? Like, where, where's the future of this brand? Do you want to build it up into a brand? Do you want to have, like, personal training? See, the thing is, like, I'm just getting started with this. I'm literally just getting started with this, you know? And this is, it's not, Ionics is not like a, it's not just like a fitness page. It's For me, it's a lifestyle, bro. Right, I came right. up with this name one day. I was like, man, I got to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. what was the... <laughs> bro, so look, I, Ion in like, Ion, you know, it's my name. But I tell people to pronounce my name as I-O-N. Ion, like science, you know, the uh -huh. element, you know? Right. So Ion and uh, Ionic, Ion and this icon. Right. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know how we say iconic? Uh -huh. I was like, bro, why don't I just call it iconic? <laughs> so like, definitely, bro, you want to be an icon, you want to be not, there's like a negative connotation to the word icon. Mm -hmm. I want Ayan to be a person who people look up to and a person that, like, like you said, who do you want Muhammad Ayan to be? This is literally what I envision myself being. Mm -hmm. Like, inshallah, bro, if I, once I get, like, I want to, once I finish my degree, I get my job. Mm -hmm. I want to start investing more, not in myself, but the community, bro. Right. And one thing, the most important thing, bro, is look, the people, one thing people do, they send money to places back home, like India, Pakistan. Right. But they don't go there themselves and like, not do the work themselves. Not even that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet said, take care of the community around you. First. Yes, yes. That is, That's a very big very thing. You have to take care of the community around you first. If the community around you is struggling, mm -hmm. you should put your money into that first. You know? No, so my thing, bro, like, I want to help, like, the people around me. I want to, I really will lie this someone. I don't even want to be too rich, bro. I don't believe like, it. The more money you have, bro, you'll be like tested more, more yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, if you're a billionaire and stuff, there's no way, like, you know, every single cent of that money is halal. Yeah. Like, let's face it. Yeah, it's not even that. <laughs> that that's true. But for me, it's like, bro, we're all going to die at the end of the day. How, how much money can you really have? Exactly. You know, maybe generational wealth. Yeah, I understand if you want money for your, yourself, your kids, your grandkids, you know, going down the line. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, bro, this life is a test. This life is very temporary. Obviously, I want to be stable. Stable in the right, 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 right. That's, that's important, man. Like, you cannot, like, go to either extreme. Like, you can't marry a girl without being stable as a man. Like, uh, I was watching another lecture and he, the, the, the scholar, I forgot his name, but he was saying that, uh, a woman should not marry a man who has nothing going on for him right now. Mm -hmm. You know, a man should at least be striving for something or, uh, already have been, you know, doing that thing. Exactly. So if you're not, as a man, bro, like, like you said, back going back to what moment they are on is I want to leave an impact not on myself. Most importantly, I want to give back to my family, but I want to mm -hmm. make sure my dad is retired, bro. Like my brother's already, my older brother's already doing everything he can now. So I'm next in line, bro. Right. Getting this degree, honestly, bro, I really wanted to drop out for a while, bro, and uh, you know focus on like other things that would make me money. But this this degree is it's more of a goal of my parents. You know, I finished him mm -hmm. memorizing the Quran. That was a big dream for my mother. But my dream for my dad is for one of his kids to, kids to graduate. 
I, I plan on fulfilling his dreams. Inshallah, inshallah. That's the whole reason our parents. Exactly, man. Like, You're like so close to that. Dream. Inshallah, one more semester. So 100%, man. And then, while I was listening to you, you know, like, you know, describing who you want Muhammad Ayan to be, you know, and then you want the community around you, like, you want to help that community and everything. And that's sort of this sort of comparative to how the Prophet lived his life. You know, he always strived to make his community better. You have that, you have that prophetic character, like, you know, like, within you where you're trying to grow that and, like, you know, help the community around you, which is such a noble thing, mashallah. And that's what it's all about, bro, because, like, we can fulfill our own individual egos and we keep keep, keep going, going towards that, that. and yes. in some form, form we do that every single day of course, of course. Um, but in the, in the long run as a bigger picture we should be like striving to help the community help the people because there's so many people struggling yeah. bro not, not even like we feel like okay right now because our self-awareness is so limited right now we're in villa park we're like okay we're comfortable you know the muslim community here is flourishing and everything but what about the rest of the america like what's what about bro you go down you know you go down to section eight chicago bro come on now bro like that's one thing when i got robbed bro I, I never blamed those people that robbed me. I blamed the situation that they were in. Mm. You know, like, bro, these people came from nothing. They All they know is that lifestyle of killing, robbing, shooting. That's the that's environment they were raised in. So I cannot blame them. Obviously, it's a choice that they made, woo, woo, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for them, that's normal. And, you know, we live in, like, a nice neighborhood. But you go 30 minutes down south, bro, it's... It's like, it's like living, like, you're looking at a third world country, mm -hmm. and it's like the government forgot about these people. You know? No, 100%. <laughs> it's like the government forgot about these people. Like, that's what, what he's like, something, sometimes, sometimes like, find it within, like, you know, rap music and everything, you know, like, the dirt and one, and like, uh, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, their raps and, like, the storytelling that they did, like, they, they tell, tell like real stories, stories yeah, where this thing is still, still happening. happening. Not like real, like a way, like, oh, yeah. But like real, in the sense that it's still happening. And it's a like, very much, you know, true thing that they, every, every single day they go through that stuff, you know? And obviously, bro, like, I've seen, like, I've, and I've talked to a lot of Muslims, even like, you know, while commuting to UIC and stuff through the CTA, where, you know, there's their circumstances, what you just talked about, you know, like they live in Section 8 housing and whatnot, you know, coming down from the deep south of Chicago, but still, like you, like, you know, they, 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 they might, might be in, like those circumstances, they still would have a story around you, you know? So, so you see like that, even in the worst of their situations, bro, they always there's still yeah. that spark of mind left in their heart, you know? And that, that like so truly motivates you too, you know? That at the end of the day, bro, Allah will always have your back and like no matter how situations are, no matter where you're coming from, God is always there with you, you know? And like going off what you said, bro, like what's crazy is when I went to go get my passport done, mm -hmm. uh, I went to go pick up my passport and right. one of the security guards, there is, he's African-American, you know, the, those people out there, they're, they're, they're really petty. You know, like, you know how Chicago's <laughs> yeah, 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 very petty. Like, I, like, I took off my shoes. There's two officers. One was like, hey, dad, I tell you to take off your shoes. I'm like, bro, <laughs> yesterday you told me, to, told me not today, you're telling me not to take off my shoes. I'm like, right. and there's another guy there. Uh, he's like, brother, where are you going? Uh, African-American guy, older. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know anything about him. I'm like, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. He's like, he, he's like, oh, mashallah, what, where are you going? Like, we're in Saudi Arabia. It's an it's a African-American man. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing Umrah, bro. Like, I'm doing Umrah, I'm going to the pilgrimage. Like, I said it in a way for a non-Muslim to understand. He's like, subhanAllah, brother, I converted to Islam one year, one year ago. He's like, I converted, my name is Abdul Hakim. I converted to Islam. He's like, brother, I don't have the money to go right now, but please make dua that I go, inshallah, one day and go see the, the house of Allah. And bro, it, it warmed my heart. This dude I've never met in my life, he shook up with me and gave me a very tight hug, bro. He's like, 100%. he's like, bro, you're my brother. Like, you're my brother in Islam, Aki. Like, mm -hmm. like, bro, <laughs> it's crazy to see, bro. Like, 
subhanAllah, these people that have nothing, but they, they still keep their like head low, stay very humble, don't need too much in life, but they still, they still go back to Allah. 100% bro and like if you think about it bro there's so much internal like racism coming in like you know from like our, our community towards like African yeah, I hate that. Stuff like, that, you know? I hate that, like we are not never able to like truly fully accept that for African American community like you know within our community and like you know sort of strive to help their community like you know where we're like actually going towards Chicago because like there's actually mosques and stuff in Chicago near UIC that there's a mosque that I never even knew about and reason why I never knew about it is like, you know, because people never put it on Google, people never talked about it because it's an African-American mosque, you know, they like, that's the pillar of the community, you know, like if you're going to leave an entire chunk of people out and have that too, like that, that racism inside you, people are not going to openly come here and say like, you know, black people are barren like that, but they're still going to have those, you know, preconceived notions about them and not actually like, you know, get to know them as a person, you know, and and if you think about it, African-American Muslims have been the pioneers of Islam in America, you know, 30% or 40% of the original slaves, and then the, they were Muslim, you know, and then Malcolm X and everything, he did so much for Islam in America, Bro, like, he like, he like so many movements yeah, and everything. Yeah. So many people are Muslim because of it. Because they definitely gotta look at that. Exactly. And we gotta like sort of support and bring in those African American leaders from these communities within, within our mosques and have them give, give them a chance to speak. So they, they, they tell their stories. Yeah, people yeah. get to know them and everything. Yeah, that's you know? a fact, bro. And I feel like, like, like what you're saying, bro, it's so important because, uh, and I feel like it's a really, it's more of a Desi problem than it is, uh, no, 100%. Like, bro, Desis look at, you know, like, even if they're Muslim, bro, they look at, exactly. these like, it comes from, from colorism, you know, if you're like darker and stuff, you're automatically feeling like, it's sad, bro. It's really sad, bro. Like, subhanAllah, bro, black people are like African Americans are one of the nicest. The, the, like, the, if you meet like a very, like, like, for example, when I was working at Apple, a lot of the coworkers there were black. But they were so like, even though they came from the hood, bro, mm -hmm. very poised, very well mannered, well spoken individuals, bro. Even though they came from like Inglewood, Southside, bro, they're trying to make it out, bro. And I feel like that's such a such a hypocrite thing for us to do as Muslims. Like, bro, we're supposed to embrace everyone. It don't matter if you're yellow, black, blue, green, whatever it is, bro. A Muslim's a Muslim at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. He should be your brother. Like, subhanAllah, when we go to Umrah, bro, that's going to be a very eye-opening experience for us because we're going to be Muslims for all the long Exactly. Exactly. And I'm very excited, bro. I'm very 100%, excited. 100%, bro. I, I remember, bro, like, when I first went to the Umrah, when I first saw the Kaaba, like, the thing is, it's... It's, it's an indescribable experience, you know, like you can be there, you can have all those memories, you can have all those pictures, but what you feel during those times, man, it's just, you know, like you feel so spiritually connected to Allah, bro, you know, like your whole body goes into like this ecstatic state, you know, where you're like, mashallah, man, like, you know, it's just quite a different experience for sure. And obviously the first time you see the Kaaba and like, you know, that dua you make, definitely, you know, bound to come true, you know, and then we should be like, you know, really, um, strong will about like you know what the intentional, intentional about what dua we're going to make and stuff like that and intentional about every moment we spend there man because i know we're going as friends and stuff we're going to be chilling you know eating food and stuff like that but we have we're to come in most we're going for, for Ibadah, you know? going for spirit you have to prioritize that for sure that's that's given that's that's something we all understand going through but you know inshallah you know there's still time left may allah allow us to go may allah make sure that this trip is good like a eye-opening bro because this is my first time leaving the country, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. I just made my passport since I was like two years old. <laughs> you feel me? So, I'm excited, man. You know, we're going with Like, bro, like I said, bro, your friend group matters, man. SubhanAllah, one thing, bro, I'm very, 
happy with the people that are around me. I have such mm -hmm. good, like, friends, bro, you know, like, Ahmed Siddiqui, bro, mashallah, bro, like, very quiet guy, bro. He doesn't talk to a lot of people, but he has mm -hmm. his shit together. Right. Siddiqui is someone I look up to a lot. Maher, very quiet, very, he doesn't speak a lot to other people. He's very to himself, but he's one of the most knowledgeable people, people I know. Muzammil, bro, dude is so, like, he's so focused, he's so driven, bro. He's coaching, he's doing this course. Like, bro, he, he's going, like, Malik, bro, reseller, same thing. Bro, you, bro. You got your degree, got a job, doing podcasts, like doing shit, bro. SubhanAllah, bro. I'm so happy that the people around me are doing everything they can to be the best. 100%, man. Saying. Like, so, having this friend group is truly a blessing. Yeah. And it's another, it's another blessing that we've actually witnessed each other's growth. You know, like, we were not these people in high school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. We've met so but 100%, man. 100%. And, and having the right people around you for sure, bro. Exactly. Exactly. To the masjid, that's like a very important thing, bro. Important thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but man, like, what about like you know your experiences as a hafiz, man? Like you know, like your experiences like leading Tarabi and stuff. What was that? Because you made that decision, right? You made that personal decision that now you're gonna become a hafiz and stuff, and now you're reciting the entire Quran within this month and stuff. People coming in to like you know pray namaz behind you and everything. How was that experience, bro? I'm not gonna lie, bro. Leading Tarawi, leading. In, in my opinion, it's one of the most challenging things to do as a student, not just a student. Mm -hmm. but like as a hafiz bro but it's one of the most fun things to do bro mm -hmm. because i look at it in a way like bro when i'm in once ramadan hits bro like in terms of tarawi i'm locked in bro mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's going to be hard this year because we're going to be you know doing umrah the first couple of days right come back bro i have school but but like my past couple of years but i led at devon for like four years uh iman i think that's yeah iman that was a much Bro, I let it, wallahi, ask my parents, ask my brothers, bro. I would wake up, read Quran all day, bro. All day from like Zohar to Maghrib. Mm -hmm. And then after I break my fast, I'm reading Quran again. Mm -hmm. Until I drive, even while I'm driving to like, you know, like reading Quran, bro, my whole life was around Quran. And one thing about me is like, I let Tarawi, like, I always had someone to like lead with. I had, you know. Uh, Hafiz Salman and like all these people that I, I led with over time, bro, and mm -hmm. like Anas, uh, Anas Ali, like all these people, bro. Mm -hmm. Subhanallah, bro. Being a Hafiz and leading Tarawih is one of the most beautiful experiences I've had in my life. And I continue, I will continue, inshallah, to try leading Tarawih, bro, because, bro, people come behind you to pray. People are mm -hmm. coming behind to listen to you recite Quran, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I will never take for granted. Allah has given me, I don't have the best voice, but I, I have a, a decent amount of voice. Like, I can read with a... Um, you want to try doing like a recite? Yeah. <laughs> Man, come on, bro. <laughs> أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض ربنا 
ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار ربنا إنك من تدخل النار فقد أخزيت وما للظالمين من أنصار ربنا إننا سمعنا مناديا ينادي للإيمان أن آمنوا بربكم فآمنا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسولك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين صدق الله العلي العظيم that was a beautiful recitation for sure um but i know for sure bro like how you have this grit right now this discipline this resilience you know within every chapter of life you know maybe religion maybe academics you know maybe um you know your gym journey you're locked in mashallah and i see like you know big things coming inshallah you too man bro shout out my brother salman bro like, bro, I've seen you from the first time you came to Willowbrook, bro. Like, I've seen you change. I've seen you, like, develop over time, bro. Like, you know, like, you have that grit. I'm telling you, bro, you have that grit. I've seen it from you first time, bro. Like, first time. You've always been smart. That's one thing about you, Salman. You've always been smart. No, bro. You've always been smart. And, like, we're still young, bro. We still have so much that we have to work upon. And one, one like, piece of advice I'd give to everyone, bro. Us being growing in america bro one thing that really like brings us down is music mm-hmm. right and there's a there's a, a scholar I, keep, I forgot his name but he said somebody asked him a question he's like how do you balance uh dean and dunya he's like brother you can't balance dean and dunya because that means you put them both equally on the scale mm-hmm. you know how do you balance quran with music mm-hmm. same thing you can't because that means you're putting both of them on the same, even scale that means you're not giving Quran the same, the right value. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like, bro, and that's one thing we got to stop looking up to these people. Like, bro, who is Drake? Who is Lil Durk? Who is all these people? You know, it all comes down to like the idols, you know, like the pagan culture, how they worship idols. It's literally the same thing as psychological point, you know? Exactly, bro. And I know I myself like struggled with it, struggled with it too. But Alhamdulillah, bro, I've slowly been cutting that out, bro. Like even when I'm at the gym, I listen to Nasheed's. 
I try to listen to Quran more. Like, bro, it's it's a it's a mental thing more than anything, bro. You gotta cut out these things, bro, because these things will not bring you any benefits. Exactly, exactly. And people don't think about it in like a much deeper way, like how these music. Uh, uh, videos and everything, how they're structured, you know, the subliminal messages they're sending, the videos, you know, like what kind of, like how they objectify women and everything like that, you know, how they sort of send that message into society. That is really important to like, you know, wake up to and sort of like realize that it's not going to do anything, you know, other than that, it's like harming us and everything. And you see this satanic trend, bro. People are just openly representing Satanism in today's society. You see like, uh, what was that, Sam Smith or something? Like, yeah. like, you know, yeah, like his performance, like Lil Nas and everybody, bro, I stuck like you see these things like i i just get like so you know i don't even know like how to describe these feelings man it's it's just like these are these are the pawns of shaytan and these are gonna be the pawns of the job bro they're so openly doing it nowadays man so like you know we just have to get our iman together man inshallah you know uh you know one day we'll be strong against this to the point where we can completely quit music and completely quit these distractions and everything but thank, but thank you so much for being on this podcast, man. I really enjoyed this conversation. Really enjoyed getting to know you, man. And uh, it's been an amazing conversation for sure. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Jazakallah here. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. One thing, thank you. Before I'm going to quit, follow Ionix, man. Yeah. Follow Ionix, man. Support his journey and everything. You know, big thing coming in soon, you know. I'm going to start to film him soon, too. Captain, Thank you for tuning in, bro. I'm happy that I got to share my story. I know there's a lot of people that are like me as well as like-minded individuals. May Allah give us sabr. May Allah give us patience. May Allah guide us all to the right direction. May Allah allow us to get closer to him, his deen. And allow us to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, bro, because that is the man that we should look up to. He was the walking, living, breathing Quran. So, inshallah, if we get clear focus, you know, uh-huh. lock in, read hadith, read Quran, pray at least five times a day. Inshallah, Allah will make us better. But thank you again. So much. Inshallah, thank you. Take care, guys. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> Sir.